Uh, we haven't done these in a while. The last one we did was... Star Wars? Rings? <laughs> no, we saw we saw the Solo, Solo movie. movie. Yeah, probably. We did them for... That might have... Oh, we might have done the... Uh, did the uh, House with the Clock. And oh, its yes, yes, yes. All of the Detroit <laughs> podcast episodes were those, weren't they? Uh, yeah, because we kind of... We had to do it that we way. We had to do it that way. Because we couldn't watch a movie. It was kind of too hard. What? Too hard? You're too hard right now? My name is Bradley Jones. My name's uh, Too Hard. <laughs> Andrew Moldenauer. And this is what we saw, because we saw the Joker together. Were there two or three bad guys in Home Alone? And who was that forgetful fish in Finding Nemo? Join us as we're watching films. See what we remember and what memories we kill. Let's start the show. Here we this is what we remember it's just called joker There's it's just no called the. joker but i kept calling it the joker yeah it, which it's is fine it's like facebook you got to get rid of the the right mm. it's just facebook right the facebook it used to be the facebook they people big... might have called it that up till 2007 it was that's what its name was it's the whole plot of like the movie there's this part where justin timberlake is like you know what? Drop the the. In, <laughs> in the social network. Jesse Eisenberg is like, yeah, you're right. Drop the the. Just Facebook. It's cleaner. Shit. So the Joker dropped the the too in this one. It did. Just Joker. Joker. Hey, I'm a Joker. I don't want to talk about all the controversy because people talk about that. We can talk about it a little There's bit. There's controversy? Oh, yeah. Oh, I haven't read any You haven't of read? Oh, well, let's just ignore it all then. Wait, no, I want to know. <laughs> Apparently, like, incels are, like, claiming it as their movie because it's, like, about... Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course that makes <laughs> sense. The National Guard put out a, a release saying, like, be careful at the movies this weekend because they, they didn't have any details in specific, but because of the Aurora shooting that happened in 2012. Sure, which had to do with Batman. Right, and that person who did that shooting said that it wasn't Batman in particular was the reason he went to that movie. He just knew it was going to be a busy weekend. So, yeah, that's that's a bummer. Yeah, although I don't say I wouldn't say this movie glorifies that. It's just an element of his character as he's declining. There are people in the movie that glorify it, but the movie itself does not. Yeah, yeah, because there's some pretty blatant like. Murders that happen. Oh, yeah. Four? Four times? I feel one, two, three, four, five. There's five people that he kills at least. Mm-hmm. And then Bruce Wayne's parents get God at the end. They do, which I, I, I liked that they had that in there. Yeah, just toss it in. Toss it in there. <laughs> do you remember Whatever. the movies that it said? Because it, it made it obvious. It, it, there were two movies. One was Blowout. One was Blowout, which is, I was like, <laughs> okay, this movie's 1981 right there. Mm-hmm. And, and the other was the Mask of Zorro. The, no, no the, was the Gay Blade. The Gay Blade, Zorro the Gay Blade. Yeah, Zorro the Gay Blade. Which is from the comic book? It's a movie. That's a real movie. Oh, is that it? That came out. It's got the guy. Oh, he's Well, the like original comic book George setting. George Harrison? I believe he was seeing that, right? Oh, I don't know. I might be making that up. You might be making that up. I thought that's what happened. Hmm. But the, yeah, they they throw it out there. This cat is just tickling my legs. This I know this be, cat wants this whole podcast so hard. It just <laughs> fell flopped on the ground. Oh no! I touched it She's a little so bit cute. and it's just done. 
pet me. I know oh, you, Brad. Oh, my gosh. But I'm doing a podcast, Kitty. It's not really adding much to the conversation. The conversation would have been a good movie to put on that marquee. See how I swung that back up? I swung it back into the movie. <laughs> Is that like a midnight movie thing? It comes back around? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think of Todd Phillips? The so director. he did The Hangover. All three of The Hangover. What else has he done? Um, the movie about money, the financial crash. Uh, no, that was Adam McKay. Oh. I Big thought, Short? Oh, I thought they were the same guy. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey. What's Adam McKay do before that, Big Short? Weren't they both like funny dudes? What do you, Adam McKay did all the... the Funny or Die? That. He did Anchorman. Uh-huh. He did... Uh, yeah, yeah, I lumped um, them together. It, it, yeah, there's a weird crossover like Todd Phillips, Adam McKay, and um, Judd Apatow. Mm-hmm. They all kind of make the same style of movies. Did he do any serious movies like this? No, maybe. I don't really know. His, I haven't followed his, his career. I liked, it. I liked how it was directed. I liked how it was shot. Yeah, it was very I deliberate. it looked really pretty. Good lighting, the real costumes lighting. costumes were so good. His costume at the end was incredible. It was, but, with like the yellow vest and the The, la- the last like 20 suit. minutes of the movie is kind of like all I really needed. Like that was like so good. They they took some liberties with his makeup in this one. How so? Well, they made him look less like a clown and more like a jester. Mm-hmm. Because he had the triangle face paint underneath his eyes and above his eyes. That reminds me more of like a court jester than... A clown, per se. So you're saying at the end of the movie, he should have been like, call me Jester. <laughs> <laughs> be like, that doesn't have a good ring to it. No. Uh, Joker? Jester? <laughs> you know, I'm still trying to figure that one out. Jester Cheetah. <laughs> I literally was going to say that joke, and I decided not to. <laughs> well, you got to go for it when it's all you and me on a podcast. That's true. Okay, I won't hold back. <laughs> Don't hold back. It'll just hurt. It'll <laughs> it's hurt just, us in general. Just... Yeah. Split it out there. Yeah. We can always just cut the bad things. That's true. Or leave them in and just talk about how they're bad. And people think, oh, at least they know that they're bad. All right, Jester Cheetah. <laughs> <laughs> My overall thought is that this movie is about a guy who doesn't know who he is. He's struggling to figure himself out. He doesn't, and by the end yeah. of the movie, he does figure out who he He's is. He's like 40 years old and has no idea what his like past was, like how he was raised. It seems like he was almost... Which I was glad that, like, so they, they did the they reverse. They skipped over of, his like teenage years, essentially. They Jesus'd sure. him. Sure. Where he's just like a kid, and then he's this character again. Like, all that middle stuff's gone. Sure. I like that they did kind of the reverse of what you'd expect when you're exploring a character they gave him a storyline and then they slowly like stripped it away where he like no longer knew who who he was he thought his mom was his mom by the end that's not his mom Mm-mm. you don't he know, doesn't who, to know trust. who yeah he doesn't know who he is mm-hmm. oh he actually killed six people then because i forgot yeah. to incl- include her <laughs> <laughs> he killed his mom yeah which so, I will say there's two deaths in there that I'm like, I don't know why he did that. So what we saw is are really like shotgun blasts. We're not going to really hold back on like what is or isn't a spoiler. So if you care about spoilers, it's, that's Turn t- this off. tough nuts, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you've seen the movie, yeah, that's fine. Most people, but. I'm sure, have seen this movie by now. Yeah. It was pretty... Our, our theater was packed, it looked like. 
Yeah, there well, were a good amount of people around the, us. Well, the, 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 the person exactly next to me both oh, smelled. Oh, he was packed. <laughs> packed a bowl. He smelled like he smelled like he smelled like he had just smoked a bowl, and then he s- slept and snored through the end of the film. Oh, he fell asleep. <laughs> he fell asleep. He deepled to me. You can't do that. Yeah, you're gonna miss the movie, dog. Should have done a sativa. Also, when we got to that part, so the movie opens with him in a temp agency for clowns. Which doesn't exist, does it? I don't know. Do it has to. Oh, How else do you get people for parties? Right, because it started with, like, he's he's basically, like, the car wash sign guy. He's, like, flipping a sign around. We yeah. got deals. Come in for a haircut. What, 699 What jobs does he do? He does that one. He does the children's hospital. Yeah. And... Is there any other he's, job he's being that he outsourced does? to places that require that need clowns, and there's like maybe seven clowns that work for the He never this goes agency. to like a kid's party or anything. Hmm. You never get to know who any of the other clowns are, too. No, but you're assumed that some are bad or one is bad, and then the one others is, are just yeah. okay. One guy like actively for a reason that I don't think is clear in the movie, sets Joker up to get fired, but in a I don't get it, because, like, does that mean he gets more jobs? Like, was he jealous you of him? You thought he set him up? Yeah, I think so. I don't think he did. I I, I think, think he so. generally... Well, he did give him a gun, which was kind of a weird gift to give. But I thought he was doing it for protection, because he got beat up by those punks that so, stole and smashed that sign. I can understand how you could think either way, because I feel like it was... Amb- ambiguous but maybe, i, I but took maybe it as the joker thought he was being set up because yeah, that's he why definitely he did. stabbed well, that's why that he guy stabbed, later yeah but i thought i thought that guy was genuine at the beginning but then he was two-faced maybe he was two-faced Ooh, harvey dent could be could be well i don't think, I don't <laughs> think harvey dent was clowning around oh you never know <laughs> got scissored in the neck Real which bad. came out of nowhere mm-hmm. that was just for shock value yeah didn't really help anything it did. It, it was a nice scene though, because then the uh, little person, he uh, yeah, he so like, couldn't reach the uh, the bolt when yeah, it was locked. Yeah, there's another person working at the temp agency who was a little person, and the people next to us audibly were like shocked. They that, were so high that, that they've never <laughs> seen a little person. High. Is it possible that you can go like twenty or thirty years of your life and just not realize that there are are little people out there? No, you definitely know there are people out there. Uh-huh. Maybe you've never seen one. I mean, but Peter I don't even Dinklage, buy that. Man. Peter <laughs> didn't even buy that. Come on. They were just they were just laughing just to laugh it at was, someone. It was weird. <laughs> they were just they were they just thought of No, you funny gave to you laugh. gave me a look too. You were like, what are these what are, No, what? it was it was clearly <laughs> the wrong response from them. What are you making fun of someone for something that yeah. they had no control over? Mm-hmm. And what's wrong with that? Yeah, I don't. I don't get it. <laughs> they were just high. <laughs> they were high. Plus, I think they were like all like sixteen, seventeen. We get a piece of the life of Joker in the beginning. The first thing he does is gets mugged on the street. Mm-hmm. A bunch of people beat him up, and I guess that that never like comes back. But it's just like the first showing that like the city is turning against him. Yeah. Or, so something like. The only I kind of wish they were like rich kids because that's like the big dynamic of the movie that sure, I thought was like that would make sense. The disparity between the rich and the poor is like a big theme in the film. Yes, because classism was a big thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's the inciting incident is when he kills those three rich people on the subway that are that are attacking him. 
maybe even the inciting incident is the fact that he gets the gun in the first place because he wouldn't have been able to protect himself. Chekhov's gun. It is, yeah, and it, it gets used pretty quickly because mm-hmm. I think like only a, two scenes later he's on the subway. Yeah, it falls out of his Joker pocket at the children's hospital. That's true. Then he and gets then, fired. Mm-hmm. Well, those three guys in the subway are like teasing like a cute girl. Yeah. A little too much. They're like cat calling. And Joker has an uncontrollable laughter. It's some Which sort of like, I don't buy. And he kind of doesn't at the end either, or is like, un- he's not sure. But he has like an uncontrollable laughter that plays in through the film. It, it happens in a bus with like a little kid. He gives a little kid a card that says like, I have a disease. I got hit in the head. I sometimes laugh uncontrollably. It's I'm not laughing at you. Which is kind of a sad scene because he's he's... He's playing with a kid who's like five and he's just making faces at him and he's just having fun. And then the mom is just so mean, like, like, stop bothering my son. Mm-hmm. He's like trying to say he wasn't bothering him. But the lady's just like, stop it. Stop bothering my son. Come on, lady. Chill out. Well, it's also an, uh, just going to define again, like maybe like elderly people or people like above him are treating him poorly throughout the whole entire film. And he relates to like the younger versions of. Of people, the kids, I think the like kids everything, yeah, everything within the city is getting to like a fever pitch, mm-hmm. and it's all boiling over, which is exactly what happens by the end of the movie. And from my understanding, New York was a pretty dangerous place in the eighties, oh, and there I'm was sure. a lot of just just. Like it almost looked like a bombed out city. There's just like whole apartment complexes that are like like smashed to rubble, and you can find like tons of photos of this. So people economically weren't doing well in the city that you have too many people there you have drug abuse you have is it gotham that the movie takes place yes but it's basically new york York. sure it's (laughs) basically what can i do about this well she wants to go outside (laughs) you're not an outside cat She's, she wants to be. <laughs> she really does. Maybe you get a leash and take her for a walk. I she, don't know. she wants it both ways. She wants to both be outside and for me to leave the door wide open so she can come back in. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I let her out for like a couple minutes yeah. and then like try and bring her back in. That raccoon's going to get in if you leave that door wide open. I'm afraid a dog's going to come after <laughs> her or something. I don't have a fence next door, and they do have a pit bull. A squirrel just gets chased into your house. What are you going to do? Hey, now. You're an all-star. It's your game on. <laughs> I'm not finishing that sentence. That's okay. You don't have to. He's on the subway protecting himself. He gets attacked by all three of these guys, and they're it's basically the exact same scene playing out from the beginning. He's on the ground being kicked, just like he was by all those kids. Mm-hmm. And they kind of blindside you by showing one of the guys kicking him, and all of a sudden he's just blown back into the subway door. And you can see, like, two bullet holes just, like, squibs just blow out of his chest. Yeah. Does one guy's head get blown off, or did I make that up? Does he shoot a guy, um, like, straight up in the head? I don't think so. I thought oh, okay. I thought he got them all in the chest, and mm-hmm. then he shot that one guy in the ass. Yeah, well, one guy's trying to get away. That's the guy He kills two of away. them on the subway, and then Joker basically hunts him down and guns him down. Yeah, so... My And I already told you this when we left the movie. This is self-defense. Third scene seemed like vengeance. The third person he killed, he actually, yeah, he would not, he would probably be convicted. Mm -hmm. The first two, he has a a reason to do that. The third one, he does not. He he follows him out of the subway, and they're both basically playing like, should I stay on the the subway car or should I go? 
and they both go at the same time, and he, he shoots him as he's like trying to escape up the up the stairway, and then shoots him in the back mm-hmm. on the stairway. But my my feeling is that it still is not going to reflect good on him because he has a gun. It's not his gun. He has a mental illness. Uh, these guys are rich. He's poor. So like, there's there's a lot of things that were working against him as it is. And he basically leaves the scene and lets it be. The police report comes out. Eyewitnesses say they saw somebody in a clown mask, not in face painting. Yes. So he kind of feels like he got away with it. He's almost, he like lays back in the couch, puts his hands on his head and just stretches that weird skinny body that probably took like three months of not eating your <laughs> due. Poor your queen. But maybe right. he doesn't like food. I don't know. Maybe it no, he did bad. lose weight. He yeah. did, but yeah. hope it wasn't like too bad. Yeah, he said it sucked, but um, he was like, well, once you get to, he, it makes you really tired and fatigued because you're obviously that's where you get all your energy is from uh-huh. the calories. He's got to be dancing. He dances a few times in the film. But he said once you once you get to your like your set weight and you stay there, you're you're more or less fine. Hmm. He said he felt better once he like got to that weight and stuck at it. So Zazie Beats is a neighbor. Yes. Of his. Gorgeous, gorgeous. um, They meet in an elevator. She does this weird thing where she puts a gun to her head and shoots herself because the kid's being annoying, and he does it, but he just, like, doesn't understand human interactions. He's almost Mm -hmm. like monkey see, monkey do, where he, like, he sees somebody do something, then he thinks, oh, that's the way way you can do that at any time. Yeah. He's even taking notes. He doesn't connect with people. He's taking notes at a comedy club, and he's, like, writing down, like, the responses of like what people are doing and like what jokes are like making the people funny without really concentrating on that's an interesting the it's scene happening. too because everybody laughs and he doesn't laugh and then the guy says just like a setup and he just like blurts out laughing mm-hmm. and no one's laughing so he's like always off he's not in sync with everybody else no I think he falls in love with Zazie Beats pretty quickly yeah just not in right fatuation. after she does that like gunshot anybody thing to the who head. pays him attention that's is going to get that kind of treatment, I think. Mm-hmm. Speaking of treatment, he has, he has a social worker. Yes. Who uh, he has to take some pills of some variety. Yeah, he's taking some psych meds. Mm-hmm. The, uh, eventually that place goes bankrupt or gets bought out. And he's well, just it's like, like... it's um. He's left my, without My nothing. assumption is it's some kind of Medicaid program. It's state run and the state... You know, because the state runs it, they always are cutting the budget or adding to the budget, usually cutting. And and they cut the program. And Joker's mom has been like having him on meds since he was a little kid. Because yes, I, I think she's and, projecting her illness onto him. Well, uh, because she's a, we, we don't find get, out later we, that she's crazy. We don't ever get into that's a that's a not not a great in the eighties. Yeah, <laughs> they might use, even though. use it in the movie. They, I think they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we're not in his head exactly, so we can't really say what's happening, but there's definitely some like weird psychosis going on with him. He has a few fantasies in the movie. One is when he like imagines himself being on the Robert De Niro talk show and everything like goes great. Like in his fantasy, he, he, this is the moment where he's can say everything right at the right time. He interacts with people in the right way. So, so anytime in the movie you see that happening, you know, it's not real. (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of beautifully sad. Because he, he wants to be adored by everybody. And this is like in his fantasy. Like this is like a perfect moment where he's like being painted as like the good son who takes care of his mom and he really cares about her. And everyone loves the fact that he's 
helping out his mom, but it's all just a fantasy, and he's not really getting the he he's he wishes not getting he got the that. credit that he feels mm-hmm. he should be getting. Right. So he manifests that in his brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like that's that's his dream wish, is that he he would be acknowledged for his worth as a son taking care of his sick mother. Mm-hmm. But in reality, he's just getting beaten up on the street every day and in reality, picked around. Yeah. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's in a position where he's like, he's a clown and no one really respects him, especially because he's a clown. Can he not really do anything else? Or is that like his job of choice? It's hard to say. He doesn't seem to have goals. Which is okay because I get uh, I get he's trying to like figure it out. He wants to be a stand up comedian, but I don't know where that interest comes from. Is it from the fact that he watches the talk show and he just wants to be on the talk show? We don't ever. He's already kind of like interested in that idea from the very beginning. It's mm-hmm. not like something that he's been working on or it's something he fantasizes about, but he doesn't. He hasn't really put in the. Uh, the effort to do it until he does do it the one time at that uh, comedy club where it's recorded and then later shown on Robert De Niro's TV show. It is a little bit shown of him having effort because the social worker asks him for like a notebook that he's been working on. And it's sort of like just mad she, scribblings. Yeah. She, but it is supposed to be like jokes and weird musings and things that he thinks are funny and are jokes. Mm-hmm. It's almost like... His joke book, but it's just like kind of just rambling and nonsensical. Yeah, and she called it a journal. She's like, can I see your journal? Mm -hmm. She flips through like a few pages. I forget which one she stops on. She stops on, yeah, she just stopped. She wasn't even reading it, which kind of irritated me. Yeah, it's just like you asked that to show the audience. Yeah, (laughs) she she was like kind of looking at him, looked at it, and she was like flipping pages within like every two, three seconds. Yeah, she didn't even really comment on like, this isn't what I were talking about, Arthur, which is his name in the film. Oh, yeah. Just seemed to be conveyance to show the audience that he has this book. Mm -hmm. It would be nice to see him up on stage more. I would have liked at least or a, writing jokes a few more times of him being on stage or failing or the only being picked on. Is it? Is, am I correct in assuming that he? We only see him go to a comedy club in the audience to mm-hmm. write down jokes, and then we only see him on stage. Yep. in that comedy club later. Yeah, then and we show clips of it when Robert De Niro's talk show happens. They show the clips of of the comedy club. I think there is like one joke we didn't get to hear that they show on that show, but. The joke, they're not really jokes he's telling. No. He's just acting really weird, and for whatever reason, Robert De Niro chose this time to pick on this guy. Yeah, which is like a shtick, I feel like, late night show shtick. I feel like I he was justified in being upset about that. Yes, I think and he was on. at first, for sure. Yeah, because he was being made fun of, mm-hmm. once again, by his hero. Like, basically, basically, Robert De Niro's playing Johnny Carson, mm-hmm. and that's his hero. And then he, he he winds up on the on the show in a way he doesn't want to be, as the butt of a joke. Yeah, but at that point, he's kind of lost all sense of caring about anything. He's kind of just done with the world as it is. Yeah. Throughout the movie, the Joker's mom is trying to send letters to Thomas Wayne, who's Bruce Wayne's dad, because in her mind, or she used to work for the Wayne Company, she thinks that like, Thomas Wayne's this great guy, and if he only knew how bad they were having it, they would send them money. Yes. We later find out that this and, was... This and, and this is the first time she tells him mm-hmm. that Thomas Wayne is, in fact, his dad. She doesn't tell him that. He finds it in a letter. 
that she, that she's been writing to Thomas Wayne. She like oh, she's like right. passed out you're one right. night, and she kind of like goes behind her back and finds out that information. It was never directly devolved to him or divulged to him. I see, I see, yeah. But he takes it upon himself to go meet Thomas Wayne. Mm-hmm. Breaks into a, a a cinema, a cinema as a bellhop, oh, right. and confronts Thomas Wayne in the bathroom. But prior to that, mm-hmm. there was the scene where he shows up at Wayne Manor. And mm-hmm. he interacts with. You see little Bratman. Little, little little baby Batman. You see little baby Bratman. Little, I'm a little. I'm Batman. Which I thought was a really. The he fact chokes that him. There was, he grabs him and like strangles him, like throttles yeah. him. Oh well, no, he grabbed and choked the uh, well, other that guy. guy. Oh, yeah. he, put, he just put his but hands he, on he him. He did though. a weird thing where he like shoved his fingers in, too, yeah, in his mouth to make him hard. smile, and like Bruce didn't really react no. at all. Like, as a kid, I would be like, "Ew, get away from me!" Like mm, homeless man fingers in, in your get mouth. Get your fingers out of my mouth. Not something I want in my life. <laughs> Yuck! Because Joker does that to himself in the beginning. I don't know what it really represents, other than like forcing a smile. Sure. Forcing himself to be happy, even though he's not. Yeah, I don't know if there's like another layer to it or not. Yeah, it didn't really go very deep. Because he did that to him, and he's like, that's better. Like, he, he makes Bruce smile. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, that's better. He like plays like little tricks with him. He has like a magic wand or whatever. Yeah, but... he has a magic wand that turns into flowers. Like, just, little kid never really says little... anything. He's just a down-in-the-dumps little kid. <laughs> I know. I was like, at least have him like interact a little bit. And I'm guessing that person is Alfred that like comes to protect him. The name the name oh. never gets said. But Oh, it could be. I didn't could, even think about it's, that. It's jumping to a conclusion. But I mean, who else protects Bruce Wayne at that age, you know? Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Sure. I I thought it was I thought that was actually a cool aspect that we got to see Batman not as Batman. He's like way too young to be Batman. Like there's not a lot of villain focused movies this has got to be like one of the only ones aside from suicide squad i guess yeah in, com- in comic books probably i know there's there's probably like a like captain hook probably has a couple like movies there's even like a prequel with him in it there's a um, wait, really yeah it's called pan it's like um who play who oh. uh hugh jackman plays like his dad it's like Captain, and he's like Captain Hook Jr. There's like another character who's <laughs> Captain Hook Jr. Who's like, it's a whole mess of a movie. Okay. I never okay. saw it, but. Yeah. There is now, the tales of like the true stories of the three little pigs. Did you ever read those kind of books when you were little? Where it's from like the villain's side, like the villain's point of view of like those fairy tales. This, and, like, that the, sounds vaguely familiar. And, like the pigs were like super mean to the wolf. Like he kept on trying to blow his house down to say hi, but like the pigs kept on like making it yeah, harder for him to go in there. That's like that's <laughs> reminding me of it was like revisionist Dale and Tucker vs. Evil. Oh sure, that reminds me of that, <laughs> <laughs> which is a great movie. That's an excellent film. Yeah, um, but so he did break into the movie theater. There's riots my, going on in the outside because it's like a bunch of rich people. It's like it's issue, an opera. My, is, is that what's happening? Well, they were basically. Or doing, they were watching Charlie Chaplin. They were watching Charlie Chaplin with a live orchestra. Mm-hmm. It's like going and watching Beetlejuice during, you know, at at your symphony orchestra and like during Halloween. Sure. So that's what they were doing. He did break in by acting as a bellhop. My issue, just jumping back a little bit, because he shot those three guys in the subway, it kind of caused this this rich versus poor thing where people identified as the clown character and it became a symbol almost like the um 
Guy Fox mask in a way, like anonymous. The three guys who got shot also worked for Thomas Wayne. They, they were did. all rich yuppies. Yes. So it was kind of it wasn't the message Joker was originally trying to send. He was just trying to defend himself. And on top of that, Thomas but Wayne declared that he was going to run for mayor. So mm-hmm. it's at the same time, it's almost like when Donald Trump said um, that. That's our president. Be careful. <laughs> well, I can say it. it's America. It's almost like when the Charleston thing happened and he said there were bad people on both sides. Yeah. It's like, Oof. I get it. I, I get what you're trying to do, but you're wrong. <laughs> Because you weren't there, you don't know what was happening. Oh, I was going to say that my issue was that that didn't really seem to be a big uh, point in the movie. It was kind of like in the background. They never like blatantly talked about it. It was like on the news in like one scene. It was just like subtext in the background. I thought maybe it would play out as a bigger thing. There's a bunch of planned protests that keep happening in the city. Yeah. Like you're going to the protest tonight. Like there was all that stuff was kind of happening. Yeah, it it was, but it, I thought it'd be more forward than it was. It was it was always in the background. Yeah, I think Joker like liked the idea that it was happening, but it was never like he was sought out to do it. Mm-hmm. It was just happenstance. Yeah, I could see that he didn't care either way. Yeah, until it did matter at the very very end when he became like a Jesus figure to them. So he confronts Thomas Wayne in the bathroom. They have a a conversation where Joker just wants a hug from his. From his dad. And this is where Thomas Wayne tells him that his mom is a lunatic. I don't know which word you want me to use. She's a, she's a, she's out of her gourd and makes things up. And is dis, she's delusional. And yes. made that whole thing up about him being his son and that he's actually adopted. His mom is not his birth mother. Mm-hmm. And because of that, he goes to what I can only Arkham Asylum? assume is Arkham Asylum. Yeah. And to get medical records about her hospital stay. And my favorite actor in the movie shows oh, up. Oh my god, I love that guy. This guy behind Paper Boy. <laughs> like he like goes through the all these papers with with the Joker. He can't. He's like doing it on the sly. It's like I sh- I shouldn't be doing this, but I'm doing it anyway. Yeah. And you he, ever watch Atla- uh, Atlanta? Mm-mm. Oh, he's he's in that. Yeah, oh. he's like a main character in that. Great. He's so that show is great. I mean, he's so good in this. You scene. should watch that show. There's only like two camera setups, and he just like kills it with both of them. Yeah, it's he's like very minimal, minimal scene. Uh, very pretty. Blanking. He's in another movie that I really like too. Mm, I'll think about it after the fact. <laughs> yeah, as soon as I hit the stop button on the record, you'll get it. Mm-hmm. Joker rips it out of his hand. The, all these documents about his mom. He runs away, goes down the stairwell. He thinks he's being chased. He's not really. The guy doesn't really care too hard. He starts flipping through the documents, and he starts to have, or or we see, like, recreations of the things he's reading. And it's his mom as a younger kid. Yes. Telling all these, like, weird stories about how Thomas Wayne loved loves her, and they have a love child. But in reality, she's adopted this kid and has been beating him. And then she's been dating a couple guys that have also been beating him. And he's just, he's just from a broken home. Yeah, which, oh, man, that's... That's so sad. That's really traumatic. And maybe it's and all that, like repressed memories with for, for him too. I know that's not a real thing, but like in movie world, maybe well, it is. No, you, you can repress memories, but like, um, there was there was also a therapy that was called repressed memory therapy, which basically made people think that they were they grew up in cults and oh okay yeah, but but yes, like if you experience traumatic 
episodes to protect yourself, you're going to try to block those out. Did you like that he was in the background of those recreations? Yeah, I thought it was fine. Yeah, I was I was okay with it. Yeah. It's like, um, it's better than just seeing, because you get to see all of it together. You get to see what actually happened in the scene, and you get to see his reaction to what's going on as it's happening. Mm-hmm. Do you think it makes sense? So maybe he himself was like recreating it? Yeah, he's like visualizing maybe what's maybe going what's on. Happened. Okay. Yeah. I buy that. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know what it was like back in the 80s, but it looks like he goes to Arkham Asylum. He's able to get those records. I don't know if they have HIPAA laws back then, which basically means like every medical record's protected. That guy just basically like like gets the paperwork for him without really asking who he is, why he wants it. And then when he finds out that he's the son of this lady, then he doesn't want to hand him over. So I don't think he would have I don't think he would have done any of that in the first place, but it had to happen for the movie. And then number two, he was able to run away into a stairwell. But if you're in like a psych unit, that's pretty locked down. That's like a closed off facility. So I don't know where he was exactly. The Joker sort of like sweet talks him a little bit. He has like a good good conversation with him. Maybe that breaks his guard down enough for the mm-hmm. audience to accept what's going on to like get a little bit of information but i mean you're not wrong it has to, it's a movie in the end so yeah you just gotta do movie things yeah yeah so some of that can slide because <laughs> it's a movie it's not reality mm-hmm. you gotta accept a little bit of suspend fantasy. that disbelief absolutely yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> you don't want to go and just watch reality happen. <laughs> That's why you're going to the movies in the first place. <laughs> to escape I want everything shit. to be factual and accurate. <laughs> These are the 600 sins that the Joker committed. He wasn't really wearing the shoes in this scene. Like, well, who cares? In this scene, his name's got different socks on. Right, Shut yeah. up. Yeah, you can shut gripe. up. <laughs> you can gripe about anything. I'm not going to be one of those two, but <laughs> I thought it was interesting. I will say that at least. The mom had a stroke before this too, so she's in the hospital. Hospital, mm-hmm. and I think like almost right after this scene, he goes to the hospital and just kills her. Yeah, he smothers her with a pillow. Classic, right? And that's classic killing someone in a hospital, right? <laughs> Either that or like putting the needle in the in the thing. Those are like the two things you can do, like hospital murders. <laughs> hospital murders? <laughs> but I'm just saying there could be some like better hospital murders out there. Yeah. I want I want actual real life hospital murders. How do they happen? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Let's put them in some movies. I don't want to be a part of that. <laughs> um, and Zazie Beats goes with him to the hospital in his fantasy. Because she's there supporting him as, as she is first in the hospital. Oh, I don't remember that. Okay. Yeah, she because she's like, hey, do you want a coffee? He's like, yeah, go get me a coffee. She walks away. And then the the, the Well, the police... Joker, her, Joker thinks that they're dating. Yes. There's like, they have, they've had a few moments before this. There was a, a meet cute in a hallway, and there was like an impromptu <laughs> sex scene like right after he killed those guys. I think he was like on a high. Like, yeah, because w- he, he went, went to her over. apartment, knocked on the door, and then she opened it, and they just started making out. And yeah. I was like, what's happening? I think I turned to you and go like, this is all happening too fast, <laughs> not realizing that it's a, it's, it's delusion yeah. or it's a fantasy, one or the other. Um, definitely, it, it, it becomes a delusion later on. Uh, because they they play into it further. She's like tagging along with him in a couple other uh-huh. scenes, and then when it finally gets down to it, like he shows up at her, he just walks into her apartment right. one day and sits down on the couch, and I'm like something's off. And then she comes out of, out of her bedroom, 
And she's like, I think you're in the wrong apartment. Mr. Arthur or whatever. is. Mm-hmm. Should I call your mom? Not knowing that he just murdered his own mom. <laughs> yes, yes. Now, also on top of that, the police are following him because they think he's actually the prime suspect of the three that were shot in the subway. Because his gun fell out at the children's hospital, I guess, and it was a clown thing? Yeah, they... That their, their maybe they were able him? to trace bullets back to a specific gun that he had. He got fired from his job because of that gun. That gun belonged to yeah. the other guy. Like, maybe guess, they were able to piece some of that together. Yeah, it's not like they don't have, like, a full case against him. Yeah, we didn't some... even need to explore that, the police no. investigating it. Mm-mm. It was just happening in the background. Right. Which is totally fine. It would have taken away from the movie. He keeps denying that he had anything to do with this, but he also doesn't really want to, to talk very much to them. Until it gets to, like, the final scene after he kills the guy with the scissors in his apartment. The very tall, what I think is, like, the only real villain in the movie. Maybe you could argue Robert De Niro. Maybe the mom. There's a couple of things you could argue. They're not, but yeah, his, I, don't, but, I wouldn't say any of them were really villains, per se, but, like, what if his he main antagonist perceived them as villains. Was, was, was being a jerk to him at back of the temp agency, comes in, he wants, he says, like, cops have been asking him about stuff, too, so he just kind of wanted to get things squared away, and then Joker just stabs him in the neck with some scissors. Yes. Real bad. What was he doing with those scissors? Because he he put them in his. He was cutting back something pocket. or doing something in another room, like right before the knock on the door came. Sure, sure, I can't. remember. Wasn't really set up very well. It's not like his. Well, they, and they made it so obvious because he he was using the scissors. There was a knock at the door. He put the scissors, and they showed it. They yeah, slid it into his back pocket, and it was from that like angle. Where it was like right on his butt, like putting it into his pocket. So mm-hmm. you knew he was about to use it. I kind of wish he would have had like a funnier thing or like when he went to stab him and like didn't work and it was just like more jokery. But I guess that's not really like the tone of the film. It is now that that's getting into end, a big but... topic that we <laughs> talked about briefly is that this obviously this is like early, early Joker. He doesn't know who he is. But what I gather the Joker to be is what you were saying is a guy who is always two steps ahead of everyone else, mm-hmm. has elaborate plans yes. that are goofy and fun, but also extremely scary and frightening and dangerous. And it's it's that balance between this is silly and extremely dangerous. And that doesn't play out in the movie at all. Maybe if they did another sequel to this, like 10 years down the road, he would be that person. But it's super early in his career, so he hasn't developed that skill yet. It would have been nice to see some of that, though. He does quirky things, like he dances in the bathroom and then like dances down the steps that Gary Glitter song for some reason. Which I I will say I loved that they used that song, and I loved that he was dancing down the steps. People in Britain were very mad that 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 was used in that scene. Really? Yeah, that was was a big outrage. He's from he's from Britain, I guess. Okay, why would they be mad about that? You know, you know about Gary Glitter? Yeah, he's a pedophile. Yeah. That's the that's the reason. They they were mad that they used a the song, or they're mad that he's a pedophile. They mad that they used the song from a pedophile. Like that song has been like almost un- unanimously blocked 
Really? Yeah. I haven't watched a lot of hockey games, but they don't hockey play that song. is the only the only sport where they would use that song. They play they played it in every sport. They played it in basketball. Really? They played it in high school gyms. They played it like all the time. I thought but it that, basically that just song was vanished out of existence. Specifically connected with hockey. Mm-mm. We would do it in the football. It was a football chant cheer we did in high, in high school. We had the Hey song. It was written down. We'd play it for the football team. Do you think he got paid for use of that song? So if that, he owned the royalties, he, apparently he he does not. Did he doesn't own. He doesn't own that song. Okay, then he's not benefiting from it. Yeah. I mean, maybe he's benefiting from the fact that they're you, using his you ha- song. You have to do that research to get to that fact, but yeah. I mean, I can argue that it's a really good song, and he's a really terrible guy. Mm-hmm. And and both of those things don't necessarily need to be completely connected together. Was it supposed to be the point? I don't really know, because they only play like, <laughs> like 30 seconds of the they song. They played it for two minutes when he's, dancing, really? when he's dancing on the steps. Oh, it was, was that like long? Song. I yeah. thought it was shorter. It was, it was like forever. But come on, that song rocks. <laughs> that song rocks. They, they, <laughs> it might be the last time you ever hear that song. That song's so goofy, too. None of them say hey at the same time. It's always like a group of people, and it's all just like, like they're either too early on the beat and off the beat. You're not going to play that song right here. I don't want to. Okay. All right. <laughs> I like that song though. <laughs> Art and the artist. Where do you where do you draw the line? Yeah. If it's, if it's not good enough for the NHL, it's not good enough for the BAJ. That's my initials right there. Oh. It, oh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. What's your middle name? <laughs> what? I've been bleeped out. I don't know if I want. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you get all those fans searching you out yeah i don't want to get my identity stolen because i'm talking about the joker film <laughs> <laughs> my mother's maiden name you is... know yeah <laughs> you don't want to become an incel you're gonna steal your identity <laughs> the incels that's is that a thing that is that do? what they do no no oh they're just mad because ladies yeah. don't like them. Do you think there's female incels? No. <laughs> no. Do you know that the word incel was created by a female? Oh, that's fun. And you know that that was created back in like the 90s? I think it was a Reply All episode. Yes, it was. Of a podcast yeah. when I heard about that. Yeah. 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 So it's been like taken back by all Ooh. men <laughs> that mm. have never had sex, well, it's, it's, I guess. It's definitely a negative word. But. Sure. Sure. Jor. Jor. <laughs> Jor. <laughs> Where are we getting to? The end of the film. Yes, um, so he's on the show. I don't want to touch on anything else. Well, well, they play the Gary Glitter song. He's walking down the steps. The police and are behind the police him. police chase him down the steps. They cut the song immediately, and it goes back to the score. Hops on the subway. But, surprise to the police, all the people on the subway are going to the protest, and they're all wearing Joker masks. Mm-hmm. And there's someone on the subway that gets into a fight that, like, Ends up getting the like the policeman gets shot because of, like there's an altercation on the. On I the think subway. the policeman shoots Mm-mm. the guy. No, so he someone gets shot. He gets shot. I thought oh, I thought the policeman shot someone, which caused them to be attacked by everybody around them. I think the policeman accidentally got shot, but it was like such a ruckusy okay. scene that yeah, it was just chaotic. Yeah, but the Joker ends up like he puts on one of the masks. He does, even though he has face paint on. He's he's going to. The, what's the, William something? What's Robert De Niro's? It was like Marty or something like that, or? Marty Williams? Is that close? Mm, I can't remember. Anyway. I thought it started with an M. Marty starts with an M. Yeah, yeah. He goes to that place, 
uh, he goes to the show. He goes he, to the Johnny Carson show. He's in the green room, and Robert De Niro has like a conversation with him. It was kind of a weird... I guess it's the first time they've ever talked to each other. Robert De Niro is having him on the show because... The bit that he did like a few nights ago about him like went over so well. He's like, you got to come out of the show. We got to talk to you. Mm-hmm. People are really responding to this joke that I made. So I'm going to bring you out of the show so I can make more jokes at your expense. <laughs> which he doesn't tell him he's doing that. Mm-hmm. But that is what he's doing. Yeah. Which is mean. Mm-hmm. And it's just self-gratification. Mm-hmm. Which is not right. I like the scene where Joker is practicing for his, en- oh, for yes, his entrance. Oh, yes, I like that, too. I like that Because he's watching a taped, he taped an episode mm-hmm. with what looked like Justin Theroux. I don't know who it It is. looked like Justin Theroux. Sure. And uh, so he was mimicking him and was responding and, and acting mm-hmm. as if he was that actor. Um, he, was, he was trying to pretend to, to be, a, a, be a human. Mm-hmm. He was like, this is what people do. I should do this, too. Which people do it? I've I, I've done it. You've done that exactly. Oh, of course. When I when I first started my job, I was very scared to talk on the phone. Oh, and and my job requires that. And there's sometimes some very difficult conversations. So I would sit there and at, when I first started, I would have to like prepare like what I was gonna say, how I was gonna start it, because I didn't know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And you know, you you eventually learn how to do that, but you gotta start somewhere. Yeah, so the Joker goes on his show. I was, we keep jumping back, but before this, he has the gun again and like fake shoots himself in the head to make maybe the audience think that that's what his plan is. But I never really thought that was his, his plan, like ever in the movie. Wait, it was, remind me. His apartment. He's just like sitting in the couch, like during right after he's practicing the interview thing. Oh, right. He takes out the gun and shoots himself. <laughs> In like a pretending fashion, right? Like this, right. Is what, this is what he's gonna do when he. So goes they on made the show. you want, yeah. He made you think that that was what he. Was I guess. Do. I guess. That, well, it's just for the audience to like make them think that that's what's gonna happen. Sure. But I never once ever thought that was gonna happen. <laughs> I honestly never even thought he was gonna bring the gun on the show. Oh yeah, I did for sure. I mean, I should have probably known when he did that in the scene, but I didn't assume that he was gonna bring that on the show. What? I didn't know where it was going actually. Where I thought, yeah, I thought it was going to go somewhere else that it didn't go because the interview's over pretty quick. Joker goes out there. They talk about the clips on the show. They talk, like, the Joker. He talks about the fact that he's, he knows that Robert De Niro was doing it to make fun of him. To make fun of him. Mm hmm. And then the Joker admits to shooting those three people on the subway. Yes. And the audience, like, immediately dead serious. Robert De Niro's, like, trying to have, like, serious conversation with him, even though he's, like, kind of whispering and talking to him. I, I would have loved to see that, like, played up as a joke. Like, I wish, like, they would have pushed it more. It's like, I shot those three people, and I went back and shot ten more. And then I went and sh- back in time and shot Abraham Lincoln. Like, yeah. Like, the, like, to kind of, like, goof with the audience, but he was just, like, he's admitting to murder. Yeah. He wasn't and I didn't really understand. I guess this was just, like, his final moment. He was, because he, so he admitted to it, which he didn't have to. He just decided to. Yep, and then he he shoots just very quickly. He shoots Robert De Niro in the head. Yeah, and he's dead like immediately. I wish he would never admitted it. I wish, or if it would have been a joke. I wish it would have been ambiguous. Yeah, 
I know they do that in a lot in like TV shows, like a Law and Order. Like when someone's on the witness stand, it's like they end up confessing because like how else do you have the episode end? <laughs> you got to like, wrap it up. Yeah, if everyone's just like lying, like they do in real life, like you wouldn't <laughs> have a TV show. So you have to have the big moment where the person confesses. Yeah. What if Law and Order was actually like that? It would be like it'd be, it'd be watching court TV. It would take a year and a half for the court case to even be scheduled, mm-hmm. and then that person would be in jail for all that time. And then it would take, uh, yeah. you know, probably two cases because you got to appeal it. You'd see the law and then you'd see the order like eight months in a future episode. <laughs> right, <laughs> you'd see right, all these right. early law parts <laughs> yeah. or the order parts without seeing the law parts. Right. And and that was that was a weird moment when I finally realized that that's how the law kind of works. Oh, yeah. Because like the TV show makes it seem like it's like uh, it's like Matlock. Like, well, we figured out that it wasn't this person that killed him. He got him off. It was someone else. And then it's over, and it wraps up really nicely. But when you look at actual court, it's like it drags on forever. Mm-hmm. The verdict doesn't go the way you want. It no. might have a hung jury. It, it might go the way you want. But there's then plea bargains. But then you can appeal it. There's appeals. Yeah, and then it gets goes on forever. Yeah, like there was this is a tangent, but there was a a, a case today. Um, there's a medication called Risperdal, which is an antipsychotic. And it caused people to have uh, gynecomastia, which is like growing breasts. And this one guy like sued... Like Meatloaf and Fight Club. Like Meatloaf and Fight Club. <laughs> and this one guy sued Johnson & Johnson, who made that medication, and he was awarded $8 billion, <laughs> which is like crazy. And yeah. Johnson & Johnson was like... We don't have this money. Oh, they definitely do. <laughs> I know they, they do, but they I, was doing a, do. I was doing a joke. Yeah, it was, it was a good joke, because I love that show. So... And I mean, obviously, like they they have to own up to the fact that this medication caused this to happen. Mm-hmm. But obviously, they're not going to pay eight billion dollars. No. They're going to appeal it. Yeah, and then it's going to go on again, if even further. And this has already been going on for two years. It's nuts. And then some people die during these court proceedings. Yeah, didn't someone like just pass away during one of like the big? Um, someone who was accusing like oh, I forget who was he was accusing one of Kevin Spacey's. Oh, um, really? Accusers passed away recently, yeah. Oh, well, he still has other accusers. But yeah, I mean, if your plaintiff passes away, yeah, it's going to get dismissed. I guess. that's Who are you going to award the... I mean, unless it's like a... Cr- a criminal A case? criminal thing, yeah. Which that is? This is... is? Um, I don't know. I, maybe. See, this is it, why law and order be... is, <laughs> is necessary, because it's so confusing in real life. Yeah. We'll have to tap into criminal intent. <laughs> <laughs> trying to figure that out. Yeah, stay away from those to get cold. In, mind, ca- in the mind of the criminal. Got to stay away from that cold case because you know those are just gonna go cold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so cold. So cold. <laughs> it's freezing. Joker shoots Robert De Niro bang dang right in the head. He gets arrested. You were surprised that was a wide shot. I think you had said um, he shot him in a wide shot. He did. He because it, it had him and Robert De Niro. He stood up and shot him. Yeah. And just, you see Robert De Niro just, like, fall yeah, back. Yeah, he gets a nice CG bullet to the head. It does, yeah. Some stunt double stuff happens in there. Because I thought Robert De Niro's character would have played more of an integral part. Yeah. He, he was in the really. trailer quite a bit. He's a big... Well, he's, he does good in the movie. He's but, a big part in the movie, but it's always on TV. Because Joker is always awake when the show's on. At, uh, yeah. Know, at, like, midnight or whatever. Does he say anything really to, like, push him over the edge? He, I think they're just like having a conversation. Yeah, well, he says sort of he basically by the end he's like, "This interview is done. We're done here." And I, then he says, "You're done," and shoots him. 
something like that. Yeah, it, oh. it, it was like really quick. He, because like the producer, you cut to him, and the producer was just like, "Kill it, kill the interview. We're done here." Mm-hmm. But Robert De Niro was like, "No, I'm gonna keep asking some more questions to figure out like why, what's the motive, like." Is this true? Yeah. For whatever reason, he goes into like journalist mode, even though he's a talk show host. He's he's got him there. It's fascinating. Why not? Yeah, I, I wanted there to be a little more cat and mouse between the two. Yeah, and it didn't seem like there was any because Joker was like so far gone. Should have been like Frost Nixon. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Something to like maybe even like think that Joker isn't going to go the way he is, like talk him down off the ledge a little bit, and mm-hmm. that does not work out. So. That movie just you get now shot you in the head. said that this is similar to Killing Joke. There's at a, least this sequence. There's a uh, in the comic book. There's a part where the Joker does go on a late night talk show host, and it's like a Johnny Carson, David Letterman kind of thing, and he's doing an interview, and he is like kidding and playing fun, and the whole audience is laughing with him, not at him. Joker is just like it's like a, any comedian like would go on to a talk show and just like kill it. But he he talks about how he's going to kill everybody in the audience. And they all start laughing hysterically. And then he's like, no, I'm seriously, you're all going to die. It's going to happen. It's like our the plans are set. Mm-hmm. I, I killed every, I'm going to kill everyone in this audience. And he ends up doing it. Like, everyone in that audience dies. Like, everyone in the whole yeah. building dies. So. Why didn't he just, like, gas them all or something like That's that? That's what I thought. Because he's not smart in this, this Todd Phillips Joker. He's not one step ahead of anything. He doesn't. Although he can't anticipate anything, right? He just goes along with it. Although that would be vaguely similar to the um, in the original Batman, nineteen eighty nine one, when the news reporters are reading the news and the lady starts laughing because mm-hmm. they're being gassed. Um, I would have liked that. It would have been Let's similar find, to that. There's a few other callbacks but I will say, in the like, movie that too. That is the creepiest moment of that entire original Batman movie. Yeah, it's frightening. That the lady is laughs so herself scary. to death. And then her face, mm-hmm. with because she has the giant smile at the end. There's a lot that they could have done with with his character. There's a lot more that they could have. They they try to humanize him more than make him a cartoon. Um, which I I think they could have done a better job of balancing both of those together. Would have made him more interesting. They, and they, they took a lot of liberties with his costume style, too. I mean, they basically just tried to do, like, a Christopher Nolan style. I like the end costume. I thought it was great. The end costume was great. Yeah. It all did come together. Mm-hmm. Although the, it would have been nice if he if he still had, like, the water uh, flower mm-hmm. in his pocket. <laughs> that would have been a nice touch. Shoots acid in someone's face. That happens in the other Batman movie, too. Yeah. <laughs> we see all these camera feeds of different things going around Gotham City, like it, the camera's panning back. And we keep seeing like news reports about this happening, Robert Neal's character getting shot in the head. And it's also like, there's a bunch of other stuff going on. It incites a giant riot yeah. in Gotham City. And he, he's arrested. Mm-hmm. He he's gets, put in, in he the gets, back of a police car. He gets, he gets taken out of the studio and driven. But one of the protesters, for whatever reason, has an ambulance and jackknifes the cop car, killing all the cops, leaving Joker alive, of course, because it's his movie. They're his symbol of anarchy. And, here, and, and here's the thing, too, that I thought was, they're not saying this, but my this is my interpretation. All of these people are potentially his henchmen, or can become his henchmen. Mm-hmm. And they're all wearing the mask, so they already kind of feel that way. So, like, this guy running into his car with the ambulance, it's like, that could have been planned or not planned, or that guy could become a part of his 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 crew or his gang, and this is like his 
it, uh, I would have liked if like the delusions played more into it. Like if that was his like fight, he had a Fight Club persona where he did like set that stuff up without him knowing it. Yeah, that would have been fine. I would I would have been okay with that. But it does seem like it just happens to things just happen to him that work out. So there's the scene where he's getting pulled in the cop car, which is a juxtaposition from the scene in Dark Knight. Yeah, where Heath Ledger. Yeah, they is shot like, it the exact same way, which yeah. is really interesting. Instead of Heath Ledger hanging outside the car, he's like inside the car, like yeah, in the glass. But I wonder if there's any trivia that says something like that. I didn't but, read the yeah, trivia. I mean, it's like set up the same angle of the car and his face it's, and everything. So it is the exact same. I mean, I literally looked at you and we said the same thing. Like mm-hmm. that's that's from the old the other movie. Mm-hmm. He gets out of the car. He gets and does out a big of the car. Dance. He does dance. He on gets the car. on the hood of a of the police car mm-hmm. and everybody's looking at him and they're they're basically basically like like putting him on a pedestal they're lifting him up as like this hero figure for them this like big anti-hero and he's basically found himself like this is this is how his story starts in a way he figured out who he is and who he is is someone who's violent and reckless and all over the place will he become smarter sure i think you can argue that I think as Batman starts to get better, too... Batman's like he has 20 to, years away from doing anything. Of course. So it gives him 20 years to figure himself out. He seems like he's got the whole like city under his grasp already, or at least under his like kind of spell. Yeah. And maybe but. this starts to create some other characters, too. Some other Batman villains. There were super rats in the in the <laughs> oh Gotham God, City. Rats were huge. <laughs> I don't know if that's like a reference to anything, but they, they say to a news report, like, even the rats are getting giant. Yeah, there was uh, because there were two rats that like ran in the background of an alley scene, and I was like, "Holy shit, those rats are huge!" (laughs) I don't know if they're real or not, but they were massive. Yeah, I feel like those have to be a reference or something. Is there a sequel to this film? No, but let's talk about the very last scene. After all that, he still ends up in Arkham Asylum, and he's talking to another social worker. And this the scene doesn't really go anywhere other than like I think she asks him like how he's doing, and he just starts laughing, and she's like, "What's funny?" he's like, uh, you wouldn't understand. And then she just like stares at him blankly for like what feels like too long. And then it cuts to he's walking down the hallway and each step that he makes has blood on the bottom of his foot. And then he, he gets all the way to the end of this like hallway and he starts running one way and a guy chases him who we can assume works there. And then he runs back the other way, and the guy chases him, almost like what you were saying. It's at the Scooby movie. Doo ending. Scooby Doo. He got Scooby Doo. Why is it? Why does it have a Scooby Doo ending? I don't know why they ended it there. Me neither. They didn't need to. That doesn't I, I wrap it, up anything. I liked anything. it better when he's just on the the top it, of the car. Of course. Yeah. Why not just end it right there? I don't know. What did they need that for? And what does that even mean? Did he kill that lady? He definitely killed that how lady. How did he kill that lady? I don't know how he killed her, but it, whatever it did, it involved blood. There was. He stepped in a bunch of blood. Yeah, I don't like it. Was that a delusion? He's got blood on his feet. <laughs> he has big is, old, that a, is that a phrase? Big old bloody clown feet footprints. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't know. It didn't need to be in the, in the movie. It doesn't need to exist. You're not, you're not interested but, in the sequel? You're not interested in Joker 2? You don't want to... Oh, I would see it. Oh, okay. Yeah, of course. If it's... Uh, if it's as good as Hangover 2? Is that what you're oh about to say? Oh my god. I, yeah, just, just as long as they shoot the same thing. Wouldn't it have been funny if, same thing. if the movie ended like Joker was on the roof the whole time? You're like, oh, we should have just looked oh, on the, the roof. Oh, the Hangover, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> 
well, I still enjoyed it. It wasn't a perfect movie, but I did enjoy it. I'd rather watch something else. King of Comedy or Taxi Driver or something. Which, you know. yes, this movie, I love that they used Robert De Niro because that did remind me of the movie King of Comedy, which is my favorite Martin Scorsese movie. And Taxi Driver. I mean, they're just going to take that action. Sure. Like, eh. Sure. Own it. Claim it. Sure. I can see that Travis Bickle is very much like the Joker. They are kind of the same person. Mm-hmm. But it looked like the 70s. A lot of great CG backgrounds yep. and some real cars and some real sets and things. It did but. have that perfect crossover because it's like 1981. So you, it is the 80s, but it has a lot of 70s feel, especially the outfit that he's wearing at the end. It looked more 70s than it did 80s. I, I just, I liked it. I was trying, they, they had a lot of wide shots and I was like scanning the city like, Okay, do they have the right cars? <laughs> I was like scanning really quickly. Like, they, am I going to see a Ford Focus just, somewhere? They would just digitally paint over it at this point. Oh, you're right. Yeah, I'm just not thinking. <laughs> it's just can't, I'm just yeah, not thinking. It doesn't happen anymore. You're right. You're right. <laughs> they just get rid Photoshop. Of they, so much of this movie is like Photoshop. I went. I saw like Todd Phillips like telling us telling us about the first couple scenes of the film, and he was like, "Oh, this is fake." And this stuff's real. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, well, there's it's like that, the magic's uh, gone. <laughs> <laughs> That's like that infamous scene. If you ever watch the behind the scenes of uh, the making of um, the Phantom Menace, there's, oh, there's, there's like an screens. infamous scene where he's like, he has two markers and he's go, he's in front of a storyboard and he's like, all this is real, all this is fake, and he's like, it's purple and yellow, <laughs> and like most of it's purple. <laughs> And then it cuts to, uh, like, like it pans over to some guys who are working on the movie, too, and they're just kind of, like, looking around, like, really? Like, all this is going to be fake? I wonder if this is going to be good. But no <laughs> one's going to tell them otherwise, because no. they want to be a part of it. No. But that's how movies are made. Deal with it. <sighs> well, at least it's better now. It looks better. Yes. We've gotten to the point where we can fake buildings and skies yeah. pretty dang good in films yeah. and cars and things. And that's it. That's it. That's the Joker there's no, there's in a n- nutshell. We've never figured out a way to end any of these. Pie- we've done like a hundred of these. Just- we just got to say bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>